All right, listen, before we get started today, I don't want to hear any shit about what's going on in any courtrooms. It's not my fault. That actually goes out to a couple people, surprisingly enough. Uh, welcome to another Thursday edition of the Hard Rock Lunchbox, arguably the best edition of the Hard Rock Lunchbox on Thursday. I find the other ones during the rest of the week to be fairly lacking, and uh, that's why we do the good ones on Thursday with you people. You good people. How's everybody? I, um, I started making a list of things I have to do. Uh, before the show starts now that I've got so many different things going on and I will say that I left my list way over there so I'm kind of just winging it today because that's the way we do stuff I got the backup recorder running I got the video running for the top 20 that's right here yes my performance is definitely not optimized I've got the chat on chat is very upset about what's going on in the Johnny Johnny Depp case uh, and honestly, all I know about what's going on in the Johnny Depp case is everything I learned last Thursday on the Hard Rock Lunchbox, so apparently this is the place to be. I was going to bring in Dahlia Lith- Lithwick from Slate to talk about jurisprudence in the Supreme Court, but I figure we'll just talk about uh, Amber Heard and Johnny Depp, because that's probably better. Uh, my buddy Mike is on jury duty today. Yeah, Mike, civic duty. Uh, if anybody watching the Johnny Depp Amber Heard case uh, sees Mike in the jury, uh, tell him I said hey, and uh, let's uh, let's get him a Hard Rock Lunchbox shirt, shall we? <laughs> I think it's okay that I said that. I hope to. I, like, I don't think it's. I don't think he's been sequestered. Like, did I give out? Did I give away the name of a juror in like a in a Sopranos case? Man, I hope not. It's a good thing there's only 20 people that listen to this show. Thank you. Thank you. Speaking of 20 people listen to this show, uh, why don't we go over uh, another uh, another week of Strangerhood TV nonsense, first and foremost. Well, first. Actually, it's not. It's actually last, and I guess it would be last and last most. There's a new uh, edition of the Top 20 out this week. Uh, it's the one where I kind of complain about why um, I'm concerned about people like Elon Musk doing stuff like buying Twitter. Uh, and I do make mention. Of, I think I do make mention of the fact that, like, if you really wanted to make the world a better place, he would just delete uh, Facebook. Like, he should, but he should buy Facebook, Fox News, and Twitter, and delete all three of them, and we can all just go back to playing Wordle. And if you remember that joke from last week, it's because it was such a good joke. I wanted to tell it twice. I have a very complicated relationship with Wordle. See, I play three of those things. I don't have time to play games all day, but apparently I do have time to play one game, or three games one time each. I play Wordle, I play Worldle, and I play uh, Global? Global? Global, probably. Uh, if I'm really, really in the middle, like having something like run for a really long time, and I'm just waiting for something to run, like waiting for an error, I actually spend a lot of time waiting for things to go wrong, like... I don't know if that explains any of my personality to anybody, but that is basically the bulk of my job, waiting and watching for things to go wrong. So some, sometimes if things go really wrong, I will play a game called Nerdle, which is a lot of fun. It's mathematics. Uh, and I will play a game called Absurdle, which is just beyond annoying. But I, you know, every now and then I throw that in. I no longer play Hurdle because I don't listen to pop uh, and R&B. And since I was picking every song uh, that I thought they played, I thought it was Outcast. I was wrong pretty much all the time. 
And I don't. I just don't need to go online to be wrong. I can be wrong right here. So anyway, so that's the new episode of the Top 20 that is out this week. Please like, share, subscribe, comment, all that other good stuff. Uh, that's always that's always good. I do I do appreciate uh, all the comments that I get. Uh, they're usually bills, and that's cool because he always has a lot of good stuff to say, and I like having that commentary. I actually wish I had more time to devote to the that discussion back and forth. I actually, pro- you know what? I should probably do. I should probably just have him on the goddamn show. Maybe I'll talk to him about that. We'll just do it right here. We'll just do the comment Q and A. That actually makes a lot of sense to me. Like that's worth writing down. Hold on. Excuse me, show business. Yeah, see, as professional as that was, that's 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 how we do stuff. Also, um, we are we are sliding out of the double bacon month of April, uh, but there is still a full interview of Stack Like Pancakes and a full interview with Felicity Fueled. I don't know either of these. I've been so swamped, and I'll get into that uh, during the show. I don't know if it'll be part of the top twenty, but it's actually just something I've been seems like continuously dealing with because I keep continuously bitching about, but I don't know. Uh, seven questions with High Wind. I think they're from New Jersey. That sounds familiar. I'm not sure, but I know the I know the band name. Seven questions is out. That would have come out last night, so feel free to check that out on Strangerhood TV. That's everything going on in Bacon is my podcast uh, world. Um, I believe, and I'm not sure if this is out yet, or he was teasing it, but I believe our very own, and by our very own, I mean their very own, Chris Waterbury has a new uh, drum walkthrough of uh, I Ran Away. I Run Away? Why am I getting in there? I Run Away. Yeah, right. Sorry, man. Did not sleep great last night. I Run Away, drum through, uh, drum walkthrough with Chris Waterbury. Those are always interesting, especially if you're at all interested in how the drums work in a particular song, which, of course, being a drummer myself, I tend to be. And also, Chris always does A-plus level stuff, so check that out over on Strangerhood TV if it is indeed out. I will probably link to it after this Top 20, so you can just watch this whole Top 20, and it'll probably just bring you right there, because I'm cool. Also, I want to point out some changes going on in the uh, in the Top 20 studio here, or Hard Rock Lunchbox studio, or whatever. Uh, oh, apparently the chat is saying it's old. That's really old? The I Run, I run Away? Oh, man, oh, well. Nothing like promoting something that happened months ago, but... Anyway, I just want to point out, now I'm sure you can see this because there's always been like kind of a spot there, Um, but it's more intense now. I don't know if anybody's noticed that. I don't know if anyone's gotten their light meters out and tried to measure this, but like I just, whoa, I can move it like that. I'm kind of cool. So uh, I had a situation. So I moved my office uh, over there. Uh, and my production studio is right here and stuff like that. So I had a situation. I have fluorescent lights in my basement, which I think most people that have an older basement that haven't refinished it probably do. Uh, and you can't really get fluorescent bulbs anymore. You can't. Um, they've made a lot of changes to what you can and can, cannot get uh, any longer in terms of lighting. And I think I am down to my last... Uh, fluorescent bulbs. So what I did is I tried to convert. I didn't try. I did. I tried and succeeded, ladies and gentlemen. I converted um, two of my downstairs light fixtures to LEDs. And I have to tell you, uh, the the difference is striking because I have two LEDs and I have two regulars. And there's just something so 
false <laughs> about LED lightness? Like it just it feels like I'm in a museum or or like a shop right after 2 a.m. Anybody ever do that? Anybody ever shop in a supermarket after midnight? Man, whew, that's a bright place to be. But anyway, this bulb right here, right there, I gotta stay in frame. That bulb right there, brand new LED bulb. It is bright as f. So if I look, I don't know, whiter than normal. Frostier than normal. I'm not sure what the right word would be, but if that's what it is, that's what's happening. Because I mean, I could turn on this light and stuff, but like, how much? Yeah. Well, is that better? No, you can see more of me. Like, we don't, we don't need to see more of me. I'll turn that back on. So it's not quite the the old system where I looked like I was definitely being held captive and stuff, and nobody was paying the ransom. But it's closer. I just got to figure out what to do about this glare. So I'll figure that out. I'd like to say I'd figure that out by next week, but I think we all know that's not going to happen. So, anything going on in the world this week that I need to know about? No? Nothing? All right, cool. Whatever. Right. Um, yeah, I don't know the answer to the caption things on, on YouTube. You want to join the conversation? 99WNRR, and I will... Uh, glance at that from time to time. It's about as good as it gets. Uh, so yeah, a bunch of stuff going on in the world. Um, aside from the fact that Ukraine is still at war with Russia, that's a big one, but I think we've all dropped off the map on that one because there has been a tremendous violation of precedent all over the place with the Supreme Court this week. Uh, for the first time ever, a 98-page document, a draft majority opinion was leaked from the Supreme Court. There's always been whispers, and it's not the first time there's been leaks, but this is the first time there's been a leak of this caliber ever. And that, you know, people are talking about, like, what does this say about the sanctity of the Supreme Court? Like, it says everything about the sanctity of the Supreme Court. Like, you can't keep, you know, things steeped in tradition when people just don't feel like playing by the rules anymore. I mean, this is not going to be a political thing, what I'm about to say, but it's just going to be something that's kind of like the conventional wisdom and, like, also what's currently happened. Uh, when, when Trump... Donald Trump got into office. Uh, they famously, to me, uh, sat with the Obamas and their relative, their respective chiefs of staff. And the Trump administration were asking the Obamas and the Obama chief of staff like all these questions, like, so uh, you know, how do we do all this? Because they didn't know because they weren't steeped in like, oh, I want to be president of the United States forever. Like, I honestly don't think that Trump ever wanted to be president of the United States. I think he wanted to be the most powerful and famous person in the world, and that just happens to be one way to do that. But I don't think, like, he or his staff or his family, like, lived and breathed this. Like, it feels like when I was younger, it seems like people were groomed for politics, right? Like, they just spent their entire time, they interned, they learned everything. So they knew all this shit by the time they got to, you know, like, the White House or Congress or whatever. Like, I don't I don't know that for sure. It's just kind of what it seemed, right? So people that are sort of, like, steeped in this thing, like, they know how these things are and they respect older traditions and all that other stuff. And I think the Supreme Court has done a really good job over the years. Like, I think it's still a big deal for the people that get on that court. But I think... Since kind of the politicization, polit- politicization, politicization of everything, I think it's become less and less that. You know, it's more about politics and less about like what you've earned to be on the, on the Supreme Court and stuff like that. Like, I don't know. It's just my thought. Uh, just, just, just my feeling there. I will say, um, I was listening to uh, Jamie Raskin, who is the Congress, who is a congressman from Maryland. He's also a, a constitutional scholar. And he was saying something interesting that I don't think that I quite 
realize. Now, when I was in high school, I thought the Supreme Court was fascinating, and I thought the way that it served as kind of like building blocks to expand out the Constitution and like just like what because like obviously like one of the things that Alito Samuel Alito Justice Samuel Alito excuse me uh, says in the draft opinion the draft majority opinion he says that the word abortion does not appear in the Constitution therefore it's really not a constitutional issue now to most constitutional scholars that's ridiculous the reason we have a supreme court and the reason we have a congress and the reason the constitution has stuff called like amendments is because the constitution was not finalized like this is something that i tend to argue with people about like in terms of like i don't know the 10 commandments like yeah they seem like pretty good commandments but could they use an update yeah probably but like it's a you know Theocracy really isn't my jam, so I don't really get into it too much. But like, what I like about the Constitution and what was great about our Constitution and other constitutions that modeled after it is that they it left a way to improve it. Right? Like, you could you could analyze this. You could you could research what everybody said about the things that went into it and why they why things went into it the way they did. And then, of course, we have things that like we never dreamed about. Like, you want to talk like. Like John Adams, for all the stuff that he did with the Constitution in the country, he never actually brought up social media. Like, it's not a thing. But is it an important thing now? Is Will it continue to be an important thing? Like, data information? Like, okay, governments can't track data information, or governments can track data information because it's not mentioned in the Constitution. Like, this is the most childish argument I have ever heard of coming from a Supreme Court justice, honestly. Like, if you want to be a strict constitutionalist, like, seriously, like, always keep this in mind. If you want to be a strict constitutionalist, take a look at the Supreme Court and figure out who would not be allowed to be on there. Because Clarence Thomas couldn't be on there. Elena Kagan couldn't be on there. Amy Barrett couldn't be on. Like, are you seeing any kind of patterns here? Like, well, three-fifths of Clarence Thomas, I guess, could be on there if you wanted to. But that's really neither here nor there. So, like, how strict a constitutionalist do you want to be? Like, But, anyway, that's not even what I want to talk about. Um... I, I am more impressed with two things specifically, like the violation of actually the secrecy of the Supreme Court and the, the way that these draft opinions are supposed to be circulated amongst the justices. It's not supposed to be circulated amongst us. It's not It's not for us to see these things. And it's certainly not for us to take them and, like, run with them like a lot of a lot of places are doing. Like, it's dangerous to do that. Like, it's it's not the opinion of the court. It's a draft opinion. Like, seriously, you have, money, you, you have any idea how many Thursdays I have woken up? Up and spoken shit into this into this microphone about like this that or the other things. I'm in a bad mood. I'm not saying Sam Alito was in a bad mood, but like maybe he was. Maybe that's not really the opinion. And I abhor the fact that I even have to defend Samuel Alito because I I honestly find what I read what I read and heard about in the draft opinion to be just absolutely disgusting like, in, my, in my opinion. And also like like while we're at it, and again I don't really want to talk about this today. Like you guys really need to be worried about stuff like uh, like Griswold versus Connecticut because. That 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 privacy that privacy issue that's next that one that one's coming that's how they're going to take away birth control and and like I like I keep saying like I don't understand why people are just constantly talking about like how all life is precious because I'm like yeah man all life is precious unless of course you're showing up at our southern border or you're you know black and running from the police or you know you're you're immune compromised and you want people near you to wear a mask on a train like then all life is not necessarily all that precious and I don't understand how people get to say this shit over and over again and nobody calls them out for it like I find it 
I find it to be ridiculous and, and honestly, like, quite frankly, really disgusting. And, and, and I am worried that, um, I am worried that after the midterms, because the Biden administration is just not doing such a great job, like, things are bad anyway, and things would have been bad no matter who were, who was in office, and things honestly could have been quite worse depending on who was in office, but I mean, we have a brewing world war for starters, and like, we're coming out of, of a really, really bad situation economically, and I keep arguing that inflation is better than recession, but like, people aren't... People didn't take Echo 101, and I've already covered that on the show. So, like, I can't expect everybody to understand that because they're not capable of understanding it. And that's, and that's fine. I mean, it's not, but it, it is what it is, and that's that's kind of where we're at with all this. But so here's the one thing <clears throat> that uh, I did actually want to get to today because I don't. Um, I was talking about Jimmy Raskin. I was saying, like, the, you know, the Supreme Court is not actually very pro your rights. Like, there was the that that time, like, when they were doing like these things, uh, like uh, Casey versus Planned Parenthood and Roe versus Wade, and like a lot of that stuff where it was, and that's what the Supreme Court is kind of famous for because those are the things that have been sticking in the craw of all the you know the right wing conservative Republicans stuff like that. That's why you know all those. Like, if you know Supreme Court cases, like you'll know like uh, Brown versus Board of Education, like Plessy versus Ferguson. And you'll know Griswold versus Connecticut, and you'll know Roe v. Wade, and you'll know Casey versus Planned Parenthood and stuff like that. Like, these are big cases, right? These are big cases that change the way society could conduct itself. And it's and it's really important. But most often, the Supreme Court is very restrictive and will take and, – and they do not give a shit about your rights. And if you want to look at the historical – uh, track for stuff like slavery, for example, like they just kept condoning it over and over and over again because that's the way the Constitution was. Like, don't think the Supreme Court's here to save you. Like, it's not. Like, we, my people, my age grew up in an age where the Supreme Court actually did something. They did something to like sanctify actual human rights in this country, and that was a big deal. Those days are over. I don't expect to see it again in my lifetime because. Basically, the Trump administration, with the help of Mitch McConnell, just packed the court. That's it. Like I said when this happened, I I said when they did not even bother to hold uh, hearings for Merrick Garland that this was it. Like this, you could kiss those those things goodbye. I said it two, three years ago. I could probably find it on the box. No, two, three years ago. I guess that's five, five years ago now. That that was it. They were going to pack the court, and that's what they did. They put Gorsuch, they put uh, Kavanaugh, and they put Barrett on the court, and with one very specific goal. Like, this is the conservative America that that they wanted to put on the court, and they had it. Those are lifetime appointments. And, you know, that's just the way it is. Like, people that don't see that, like, I'm sorry. Like, I saw that people were out protesting, like, in mass about this decision, and all I could think of was, like, how foolish are you? Like, Protesting now does nothing. If the Supreme the Supreme Court is probably going to rule this way, and the Supreme Court is never swayed by public opinion because they're not they have no they have no external ethics, right? They don't run for office. Like once they're there, they're there. Nobody cares. Like nobody nobody in the Supreme Court cares what you think. You can protest all day long. And my point is that that time for protest is completely, completely over. You're wasting your time. You have exactly one thing you can possibly do, and that's vote your actual interest and stop voting against your interest, whatever they are. Like, if you truly believe that a woman does not have a right to choose what she can do with her own body, like, yeah, man, vote that way. But if you don't and you think stuff like, you know, weed should be legal and you think, uh, you know, women should be able to choose what they do with their body and you think that even if you... 
maybe they shouldn't all the time, but like rape and incest matter. I mean, dude, seriously, you're going to make a 14-year-old rape victim carry a baby to term. Like you're going to force a woman to give birth. I can't force a woman to do shit. You're the state. And all these big government people are just like, you know, you know, you can't make me wear a mask. You can't make me take a vaccine. But I can sure as shit make you carry a baby to term and make you pay for it, by the way. It's not free to have a baby, just so you know. And also, I don't know how many of you know this. It's also not free to raise a baby afterwards. I mean, like, seriously, they're, they and, and these are the same people that are yelling about, like, college debt and stuff like and despite regardless of what i feel about like this college college loan stuff and i definitely have an opinion on it like dude come on man you're trying to make more of them and then you don't want to pay for any of it like i've got a real simple solution it's almost like i don't know like a plan b and don't think that plan b is going to be the next thing on the agenda and that's what i was trying to say actually about what jamie raskin was saying about the court and also the simple fact and Chris Hayes was even saying that um, you know with the way the midterms are, are shaping up like there's a real good chance right there's a real good chance uh, and I would expect it that the Republicans are going to take the House the Republicans are going to take the Senate and the very first bill HR1 and S1 are going to be anti-abortion bills they're going to try and hit the nation with a six-week uh, mandatory ban across the nation President Biden will veto it for the first two years that he remains in office. But the chances of Biden getting reelected are probably slim and none, especially if Trump runs again and probably if DeSantis decides to run. I think the only one that could really take any of them on on successfully is Bernie. But like, I don't know, man, Bernie's just not getting any younger. But I guess I guess we'll see. But like, I fully expect like within the next two to four years, there's going to be a national law banning abortion after after six weeks. And I said it right here. It's. May 5th, 2022, is that what it is? Like, like I'm not Nostradamus, and I have yet to pick a Powerball number, but, man, there there is no way you can't see this coming. It is their stated objective. It's their stated goal, and they've worked towards it, and they've gotten it. And everybody on the other side is like, nah, no, they'll never do that. Yeah, man, they just did that. And that's what I've been trying to tell you for years. And seriously, this is not what I wanted to talk about today. But yet, here I am, and I'm completely out of time, and... I suck. I'm sorry. Here's some music. We'll talk. We'll talk more in a little bit. Promise. Probably.